You're listening to Mind Sports Performance and Wellbeing, the evidence-based podcast that will seriously improve your game. Whether it's building self-confidence, enhancing resilience, or simply understanding how to handle pressure best, this podcast will help you. I'm Roberto Forzoni, a performance psychologist working with world and Olympic champions and a consultant with the BBC. Welcome. Dealing with pressure, level two. Start dealing with pressure. In a previous module, we introduced you to the concept of pressure in sport and saw how a situation or event could be looked at as highly pressurised and negative or as an exciting opportunity. We also explored how that feeling could be based on a real or an imagined threat. In this module, we begin to look at how you might start to deal with pressure situations. So how can you start to deal with managing that pressure? A feeling of being under pressure generally comes from uncertainty. Not knowing how you might cope or not being sure how to respond to a demand placed upon you. The uncertainty leads to worry, and the worry can lead to a breakdown in skill that only compounds the pressure. Rather than being neutral, the situation becomes a threat. A threat to your ego, to how you might be perceived, and to your self-esteem. Your response might be to start thinking irrationally, and to initiate a negative spiral of self-talk. This can be along the lines of, I'm the number one seed I'm expected to win. My ratings are at stake. What will my coach say if I lose? What will they say on tomorrow's back pages? And so on. The self-talk and visualisation programmes in the Mind app will also give you invaluable skills and techniques in dealing with pressure. They're comprehensive and will provide you with plenty of guidance on what to do when such thoughts come into your mind. One simple approach is to employ task-related self-talk, which focuses your mind on the skills at hand. A tennis player, for example, might use the phrase, hit through the ball. This emphasises the fullness of the stroke that's needed, but so often lost when thoughts turn to the outcome of the match rather than playing the point in hand. Pressure particularly affects many young sports people. Taking another example from tennis, go to any junior tournament and I expect your witness shouting and screaming, the use of profanities and the occasional racket abuse amongst players. The shouts you'll hear will be of the nature of, come on, how can you hit a shot like that? When you ask the players why they do this, some will try and convince you that shouting helps them vent their anger and frustration. It has a cathartic effect. This means by getting it out, it doesn't bother them internally. Unfortunately, more often than not, this isn't actually the case. There's plenty of evidence to show that such aggressive or negative behaviours detract from the flow of the performance. Most of the time, it's a simple self-esteem or ego issue, and players are telling anyone who cares to listen that this isn't how they normally play. Although, if they're really honest, much of the time, it is. Essentially, players end up giving a running commentary on their errors, all in the name of protecting their ego. In such circumstances, it's far more effective to have a strategy for dealing with errors or with outcomes that don't go completely to plan. Without such a strategy, your sheer frustration can wreak havoc on your focus and poise. 
I worked with a club-level golfer who used to get angry and start forcing divots in the green every time he missed a point. Not only was this ungentlemanly conduct, but it also brought him dangerously close to being thrown out of his club. To overcome the outwardly expressed frustration, we agreed to instill a three-point routine in such instances. This included a combination of relaxation, visualisation and technique rehearsal. First, the player would take a very deep breath in through his nose and slowly release it through his mouth to relieve any immediate muscular tension. Second, he would visualise the same shot through his own eyes, but see the ball roll into the hole at this time. And third, with his putter calmly in his hand, rather than knocking lumps out of the ground, he would pretend to take the shot again, so in effect making a shadow shot, but this time with the desired level of weight and accuracy. This approach not only reduced the level of resentment he had from his club officials, but also brought his handicap down from 5 to 2 over a 9 month period. The feeling of being in control can do wonders for your confidence in pressure situations. In so many ways, sport and pressure are almost synonymous. The higher the prize, the bigger the obstacle, and so the greater the potential pressure. At elite level in particular, you have to learn to thrive on this pressure. The so-called inexperienced players at Leicester City adapted wonderfully at the prospect of breaking Premier League records and winning the league in the 2015-16 season. The players really did learn to thrive on the pressure. Contrastingly, the English side at the Euro Championships the same year did not. Another way to look at this is that the higher the prize the greater the potential rewards and personal satisfaction when you succeed. Handling pressure is a key aspect of sporting performance, possibly the single most important factor when competing at a high level. Unless you're mentally tough, even confidence will wane under pressure. The point is, how you handle a pressure situation will determine how successful you'll be in your sport. Successful experienced athletes are more likely to be excited by the pressure of a major event, even if they get nervous, whilst the less successful or younger ones might interpret the pressure as stress and it could have a negative effect on their performance. So in summary, in this module, we've seen how pressure, if managed well, can be used to enhance performance. It is simply a matter of putting in place techniques to allow you to deal effectively with pressure, wherever it comes from. These techniques can be changing the way you think or behave, and preferably both. In the next module, we'll begin to examine the 10 potential stressors that might contribute the level of pressure that you feel at competitions. We'll then address ways in which you can deal with each. Soon, you'll start to see pressure as an invitation to achieve something that's worthwhile. Let me say that again. You'll start to see pressure as an invitation to achieve something worthwhile. Your mind activity today. Start to view pressure situations as exciting events. The higher the potential pressure, the more special the occasion will be and the greater the satisfaction you'll have going through it successfully. By visualising how you might approach these events, along with the processes you can start to employ during the discomfort, you'll start your journey to being comfortable being uncomfortable, 
and soon realised that you can come through previously thought of pressure situations with much more ease and enjoyment. Thank you for listening to the Mind Sports Performance and Wellbeing podcast. Can I ask two things from you? Firstly, please like and subscribe the podcast as this helps us get noticed. Likewise, if you can share the podcast with friends who might also benefit, I'd really appreciate it. The more attention the podcast gets, the more information I can bring to you. Thank you and enjoy.